And we are back, folks, for another edition of Behind the Uniform as we take an in-depth look at the stories of the players behind what we actually see on the football field, the basketball court, whatever court or field of play they participate on. And joining us on this edition, this episode, is a young man that seems like, what, over, over a year now, a couple of years now. I remember going down to see him down in Louisiana he was playing Arch Manning's team, and they said Arch Manning was the best player on the field that day, but he wasn't. It was a Marion Walker who joins us now. Marion, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. All right, so I sort of went all the way back to the beginning, at least as far as I was concerned. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back before that, but first things first, just how you're doing uh, kind of a, you know, a year into your journey at Michigan, now a little over a year into your journey at Michigan. What has the last year been like for you? Uh, so far, coming up, I say it's all been a journey, and you know, day by day, I felt like I got better day by day, and you know, was able to take what I learned this past year, you know, and kind of roll into that second year with some momentum and you know, some stuff to me. So I feel like I wouldn't change it all. Everything happens for a reason. So the thing that I learned about Ponchatoula mm-hmm. is, you know, not knowing, never have been there. I've been in New Orleans a yeah. lot. I thought it was like a mini New Orleans, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't. <laughs> it was it was not a mini New Orleans, right? Yeah. Small town. Everyone knows everyone. Yeah. I went. That was mm-hmm. an exhibition game against uh, Arch, and everyone was in the stands. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. greeting you. It was different. It was like yeah. a big old family. Uh-huh. You came all the way here up north to Michigan. Mm-hmm. I imagine it was a bit of a culture shock. Did you ever get homesick? Uh, all the time. You know, but between you know now and probably like three months ago. I used to get homesick all the time. You know, it's nothing like back at home. You know, different cultural people. It's cold all the time. <laughs> Food's different. Uh, it's just basically the total opposite of everything I know. You know, I got friends and, you know, people I met down here. It's kind of helping me transition into it and, you know, learning how to live life on a different side, you mm-hmm. know, the paper and, you know, and just enjoy what you got in the moment. So you were initially committed to Notre Dame. Yes. Right. So you were always going to have to get used to the cold piece. Did you did you True. have an idea when you committed initially when you were coming up this way that the weather was going to be a big adjustment for you? I knew it was going to be a big adjustment. I kind of hope it wasn't going to be as bad <laughs> when I got here, but it was actually <laughs> ten times worse than I expected. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, I got a big old coat on, and, you know, I threw it on and said, you know, whatever, we're going we're gonna to take this challenge. So. Right, yeah. right. All right, so let's let's rewind the tape. Because by the time I met you, Michigan was already on you. You had emerged, at least in the eyes of college coaches, yeah. as a big-time prospect. Mm-hmm. But you were still flying under the radar as far yeah. as the ratings are concerned. It wasn't until the summer before your senior year that you really became this big-time yeah. prospect. Now, everyone knows Jac- Jacoby Matthews. He's yeah. five-star safety on your team. Mm-hmm. He was the guy I knew about. He was yeah. the guy that Michigan was really pursuing very hard at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I heard, hey, but there's this kid over there to be on the lookout for, Amarion Walker. Yeah. And when I came to see you that day, remember I said, you were the best uh-huh. player on the field. So I couldn't quite understand why yeah. you were under the radar. Take me back to that time. Why do you think you were kind of flying under the radar, even up to the summer between your senior season to, mm-hmm. to college coaches? Uh, Like I said, you know, Growing up with everything I've done, I've always been underdog, kind of. You know, I felt like I got to work 10% harder than everybody else did just to get the bare minimum. So 
uh, everything I did was with a purpose. You know, God takes you through different routes. Nobody go through the same journey. So uh, I felt like the reason I was an underdog, maybe because I didn't get out as much as I was supposed to do, take it back to my junior season, I didn't play at all. I ended up getting hurt. Yeah. And um, that kind of put a dividend in my recruiting in my career because it's pretty much the most vital year mm-hmm. of your high school you know, career. But I ended up making a good bounce back on my senior year. Uh, got out to a few places, went to a few camps, uh, snagged Alabama off from the camp. Right. Uh-huh. So let's, let's pit stop there for a second because that's not just any camp yeah. to go to. <laughs> Now, I felt like that was the moment that you kind of exploded, yeah, even more so than plug. even more so than Notre Dame, right? True. Yeah. It was going to that Bama camp, uh-huh. having Nick Saban say, "I'm gonna offer this kid, and I'm gonna offer him as a DB." So, yeah. take me back through that whole experience. So uh, I ended up going when my parents couldn't make the trip; they had work. So I ended up going with my high school coach, Coach Hank. Uh, we made the trip down there. Uh, pretty much started everything. I saw Nick Saban earlier at camp, you know, kind of introduced myself and told him, like, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be it today. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Now, you, you said that to Nick or you were saying yeah. that to yourself? Like to myself, okay. like, yeah, it's going to be it today. So I saw him, went through the camp, did some good things. Started off by running a 40. That's when he kind of, like, got interested. So I ended up running with a 4-4, something in the 4-4 range, you know, and then I just like seen electric- him. I don't know. Or, or hand time. Hand time, yeah. Okay. So I seen him. It was the fastest one there. He was in the corner or whatever. He kind of, like, looked, and then he went inside. So I was like, I, got, I think I got his attention <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so I ended up going through that. I went there. I'm like, I'm going to play DB today because I feel like that's because he had some interest in me, but it was at the DB position before I got hurt my junior year. I'm going to play DB today. So going through the drills, doing good or whatever, uh, I'm just feeling good the whole time. Ends up snagging me one on one for the rest of the camp. So we go one on one. He's teaching me, you know, different tricks before one on one start. So we just kind of build that relationship right there. Uh, him, him knowing, like, yeah, this might be a kid I can coach. So going through that, finished the camp off pretty good. Uh, end up coming to his office in the end, and then you know I got the offer. So ultimate great day. Like I said, it did jumpstart a lot of things for me uh, as far as recruiting wise. You know, more schools, more coaches, so that I can't say that was a big jump start in that. There's, mm-hmm. there's no question. Mm-hmm. You know, Nick Saban, a defensive guy, number one, yep. a DB coach by trade. Mm-hmm. You think about all the big time. He's had a lot of big time players, but DBs, especially, and here he is, yeah. handpicking you to say, "I like this guy on on defense." So, mm-hmm. still though, it felt like most of your recruiting traction was at receiver. But then I remember Michigan <laughs> kind of talking to you about playing defense too so how did that conversation during recruiting go because it was coach clink that kind of yeah. moved first right yep so uh ended up getting a call uh well pretty much a text it's like hey i'm coach clink's you know um give me a call when you got to so i'm already thinking like okay i've been wanting this one for a while so i ended up talking to him it was him it was a few more other coaches i had to talk harbaugh while i was on the phone it might have been bill on there too but Clink was the one that physically offered me. So he was like, yeah, we're offering you a scholarship to the University of Michigan. Um, you know, I'm the DB's coach. I would love you to play DB, but you can come here and play whatever you want. So that's pretty much how he told me. And then from there, it was just talking to him on a daily basis, him and Coach Harbaugh mixed with Coach Bell. And 
rest is history, I guess. <laughs> Coach Bell is your plug. Yeah. Because he goes back with Coach Tierney, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Obviously, you know, he, he makes the transition to receiver's Zero. coach. Yeah. And so he wants you to come in and play receiver. Uh-huh. And you got a decision to make. Yeah. You got a decision to make first about whether you flip to Michigan. Right. And so how, how did you come to that decision mm-hmm. that that's where, that Michigan is where you wanted to be? Well, after I got the offer, uh, Bill was down here, quite frankly. So, you know, because he's from there. So I kind of built that relationship with him. Kind of having like that uh, second dad, you know, up here. Because one thing I thought about Notre Dame was like, I don't really got nobody out there. So kind of built that relationship with him. Him and Coach Klinks, they got real cool with my family. Uh, Coach Harbaugh is Coach Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. You know, he's always been a family, you know, community guy. You know, and just true. So kind of felt like what I wanted and what I needed was here, so I ended up making the transition. You make the decision to, mm-hmm. to come to Michigan. Yep. You you come here, but before you get here, man, I, I wonder, this was like when NIL was just jumping off, just yep. kicking off. Mm-hmm. How much did that weigh into? How much did you hear NIL-wise during the process, and how much, mm-hmm. did, if at all, did that affect your thinking? Uh, for, you know, from it, frankly, being new, I don't really think I, I got the benefits is like the kids, the 2023s did, mm-hmm. or, you know, like that. So, like, I heard about it, but at the same time, I'm like, it's just not starting. So it can't, like, quite frankly be mm-hmm. where it needed to be. So, like, I, you know, I heard numbers here and there and here and there. But uh, at that time, as that got kicking off, it was late. So, mm-hmm. like, I can't make my decision on this now. So I just got to go with, you know, who I've been talking to and who I know at this point. So Right. Yeah. Right, so you get to Michigan, and we'll get to talk about NIL here shortly. Uh, you go through camp, and I remember sitting here with Will Johnson, and he said, man, this dude is a freak. He'd go kill the combine right now. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of my first conversation I had with Coach Hank. You know, Hank Tierney <laughs> yeah. is a Hall of Fame coach yeah. in the state of Louisiana. And my very first time seeing him was that day where you played against Arch Manning. Arch, and okay. I felt like, like I said, best player on the field that day mm-hmm. was you. You didn't play a down a DB. Yeah, I didn't. Coach Hank was like, this dude is an all-American defensive back, too. I said, why don't you? Yeah. If he's an all-American DB, why did you play him there against Arch? He said, well, I'm saving him because mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a weapon. So he said he's, he's better than – he's going to be better than Ryan Clark. He's going to be better, which is a pro, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's like, you know, I, have, I had the Joseph brothers. I had Ron Bellamy. Yeah. He's going to be better than Ryan Clark. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I just, <laughs> I, I mean, I watched this dude play receiver. I haven't yeah. seen him play any DB. And then uh-huh. Will came up here and said, you know, you, you turned it out. Mm-hmm. So I imagine when you walk on the field at Michigan, there has to be a moment where you know, Man, I am faster than all these dudes. Uh, yeah. I, I I can hang with these guys, or I am better than these guys mm-hmm. athletically. Do you remember when that was? Probably the first day. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I came in with like some, you know, coming from where I come from, like you either gotta, you know, know you that or you ain't that. So I came in with that uh, kind of frank knowing, like I gotta be that because I always been the underdog. Because you know, if I don't show that or like feel like I'm that, then I got no chance. So. I came in, and I kind of tested my measures against the other guys. I always, always knew I was an athlete, great athlete at that, as far as, like, running and jumping and building and changing directions. I was a track guy, too. Mm-hmm. So I knew I was going to be doing well in those categories. My main focus was, like, uh, 
you know, probably get my body in order, you know, put some more strength on or, mm-hmm. like, being able, durable. Pop said you were 157 pounds when you when showed up. I came up. in, yes. 157 pounds. Uh-huh. 157 pounds? Yeah, it was that. It was that. <laughs> and so you were ready. You felt like even at 157, I'm going to be all right. Technically, yeah. I mean, because I was playing receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, really a receiver, as far as what the past then showed, it's not really a, a size factor. You mm-hmm. just got to be well at what you do. Mm-hmm. Now, as DB, it does counter into that. You know, your body got to be durable. When you tackling, uh, you know, people coming at you. So, as far as last year, I wasn't too concerned about that. This year, I'm dialed in on that. Right, but you—that yeah. was just when you arrived. When By I the arrived, time yeah. mm-hmm. you get to the season, where were you weighing in at? Uh, I think I finished the season at like 192. Okay. I probably lost a little bit. Of that. I'm probably like the 188 range right now. Okay. So, so Coach, Coach Hurd, which you'll talk about. Yeah, yeah he's, up, right? yeah, he he's does what he do. Yeah, he, he's definitely the best at what he does. So was it was it tough for you? I know everyone loves winning. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves playing. Yeah, it's easier to deal with not playing when you're winning, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's easy. It's easy, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. what about for you last year? You played some. Yeah. Obviously, not as much as you wanted. How much did that affect you last you. year? Okay. Well, like you said, it's always easier to uh, to be there when it's going good. It's winning, and you can't really tell the coaches, okay, or make a big problem about it because we're winning. You know, you can't say what they're doing is wrong because at the end of the day, we're winning. Obviously, you're going to feel like you should be the one playing or the one in that position to, you know, be winning games. But, uh, you know, I take it with a grain of salt. I know Coach Harbaugh, he has a saying, uh, get better, not bitter. So I kind of really took that into emphasis of, you know, trying not to be salty or, like, just running out of here. Because I already knew what I can do. And I knew, like, once I got myself mentally and, you know, physically to the point to where I was ready to, like, put it out and display for everybody, like, watch out. Once I got to that point, like I feel like now, like it's it's only a matter of time to, you know, everybody know who I am. So and so the the word they kept yeah. kept hearing, man, he's running by everybody in practice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, was that did you was that yeah. legit? Yeah, that's legit. Yeah. I'm talking about last year, not not yeah, not, last year. Yeah, running by everybody in I was, practice. I was always a, a roller for sure. Yeah, I mean they they used to use me as a deep guy, uh, a lot of deep balls, a lot of deep posts get behind defense easy. So what were your teammates saying to you, number one, about how you were doing in practice? And then while you were not playing, anyone kind of take you under your wing, under their wing, counsel you a bit as uh, you were going through the process last yeah, year? Yeah, I see a good amount. You know, I had, you know, Ronnie in my, um, in my arsenal last year kind of showed me how uh, you should take the approach of, you know, being a dominant receiver. Also had some guys on defense telling me, like, yeah, you should be playing defense while you're not playing right now. So, <laughs> but, you know, having those guys, it kind of helped me out. Oh, it really did help me out. And they taught me the tools that, some, you know, some of the tools I'm using right now and, you know, just how to approach the game. So at what point do they approach you last year about playing some, some defense too? When did they first introduce that? Was that – Back in the spring, or did it happen in the fall or during the yeah. season? When did it happen? So in the spring, my head was like, I was like a chicken with his head cut off. I didn't know where I was going. So there was like, you just play offense, you know, you figure out the receiver stuff, and, you know, we'll go from there. As I get that down, I think I got that down right about the, maybe in the middle of camp. I'm starting like, okay, I got everything down. And they're like, okay, uh, you know, every now and then, you know, come to defense, and then like for a period here and there. And it, it was kind of like that the whole year. Like, I'll go in. Depends on how I feel. And like, I might play all de- defense today in the one-on-ones or 7-on-7, or I might play offense today. It was really just what I wanted uh, as far as 
like running the plays wise, I go over the defense probably like one period, mm-hmm. run the playbook a little bit. So they wasn't like too confident in picking me in because I only knew certain coverages. Right. Yeah. So they only picked me in to like, okay, you go here and you lock him down, and that's it. But um, I say it's when they started picking me in like a good amount, say around the middle of the year, and then towards the end of the year, it was just a toss up because I had learned you know a good amount of the defense and then all of the offense. So it was really a toss up what I wanted to do that next year, and I knew I was going to make the decision soon. Um, I just ain't want to make it in the moment. <laughs> right. So, you know, this is all around the time as you trying to figure out what does the future look like. Correct. You know how it is now at the end of every year, mm-hmm. you know, especially when a player is not playing, and I don't care the sport. They're looking like, is what do I do? Do I stay? Do I go? True. Do I go closer to home? True. What was that moment or that thought process like for you? Who did you talk to? And was that something that you seriously considered? Uh, I would say towards the end of the season, I did have a lot of people chirping at me. So, uh, of course, places like back at home, like LSU or, you know, some of the down south schools. Um, I really didn't give it as much attention as maybe I wanted to. You know, I heard it. I really let my dad talk to him. I really mm-hmm. talked to him a lot. I was really focused on, like, yeah, no matter if I go somewhere or if I stay here, I need to be where I need to be at. So mm-hmm. that's what I was mostly focused on. Like I said, I heard some of it, not a lot. Uh, I had a big meeting with Coach Harbaugh, kind of like set the foundation, you know, where we think things going to go. That went well. Uh, like I said, I'm here anyway, so ain't no better place to do it than here. Right. No, mm-hmm. no, I hear you. And so mm-hmm. NIL is a big piece. You know that yeah. we see how these schools are, are really rolling with recruits. Mm-hmm. They're throwing NIL all over the place in the transfer portal as yeah. well. So I imagine you had to turn down. You have to oh, turn yeah. down a lot yeah. uh-huh. in order to stay, right? Let's keep yeah. it up. We obviously going to keep it real. Yeah. You are a, you have profile now, greater profile. There are going to be more NIL opportunities coming your way. How are you processing that? I know one of the things that you did recently was you sat down with Dave Hemmick from the Hemmick Group at, at Morgan Stanley. I'm curious when you did that, what were some of the things that you guys talked about? What did he go over? What did you take away from that experience? Uh, as far as an NIL standpoint, uh, we talked a lot about, uh, you know, protecting athletes and, you know, a lot of kids are getting money these days and not really knowing what to do with it. So, showing you, like, how to really manage it, you know, taxes, uh, what you're going to do moving forward, um, how you plan to invest into other people or even yourself. So, it was a real, you know, informational, you know, and factual uh, conversation that we had, more so not just talking about numbers, but, mm-hmm. uh, how to really organize it in the right way to where, you know, you just don't spend it all on one thing or go and blow it, and, you know. <laughs> but so, it was very it was very helpful. So getting mm-hmm. it to the point where you can take what you make now mm-hmm. and have it work for you so you have it in the future. I, that was one of the things that we, when we had Will in yeah. that he was talking about as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you can actually make money in college yeah. that will – be part of your retirement or be sure. your retirement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, as you talk through with other guys, you went to high school with a lot of guys that are in, yeah. in college. Do you Have you gotten a sense for how NIL runs at other schools versus how it runs at Michigan? Do you kind of understand any of the differences that uh, exist at this point? I can say, yeah, um, as far as Michigan-wise, it's like, okay, you got to be somewhere here, and you got to be productive uh, as far as or just someone 
you know, that really contributes to making the team better or getting wins or just a guy like a Michigan guy. As far as other schools, it's like, okay, they'll throw you something and you just got here or they'll throw you some money and just because they think you're good or you haven't really showed that you're good. It's, it's, it is a difference, and the way they run it here is it's kind of more of like a, uh, I'll say, uh, a constructive basis to where, okay, you do what you need to do, then we take care of you. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not doing what you need to do, we still take care of you, but just maybe not as good. So do you guys talk about that in the locker room? I mean, amongst, do you talk mm-hmm. about it with your teammates? Like, mm-hmm. how, how do the NIL conversations go if they go at all? Quite frankly, we don't even have a lot of them. Yeah, it's like... Uh, we got some like team constructed things to where we all talk about like okay we all show up here, you know, and it's like this big group event that we all get. That's, that might be the only thing we really talk about. We, not too many people talk about individual deals, as far as like I don't know if they just don't want their business out there or mm-hmm. they just don't really mean nothing to them. So, uh, but no, not a lot. Have, have you seen it emerge? If you don't talk about it, I imagine mm-hmm. the answer is, is no. But I'm gonna ask it anyway because. Some of these other places, like A&M, mm-hmm. where Jacoby's at. I mean, Correct. we were hearing you know, up here in Michigan about yeah. how, man, NIL is going yeah. to all the guys coming in yeah. as opposed to the guys on the team that were already on the team and it's causing mm-hmm. some friction and some problems. Had, have you – did you hear that that kind of talk? And did you ever see NIL become an issue? Or did it, was it noticeable how much of a non-issue that it was here? Uh. Like I said, it's never been an issue for me. Uh, maybe an issue for other players, uh, quite frankly, of just knowing what you could be getting mm-hmm. or what you want to be getting. Uh, it wasn't really an issue for me. I would say maybe as far as, like, us losing recruits that we need to, maybe that can be an issue for the program just because how things are going right now. Mm-hmm. So as far as the future. but um, So you, you think in, in the recruiting process – it's like we we feel like it's influencing a lot of decisions. Mm-hmm. Do you feel as a player and talking to other players and knowing other players? Do you feel like it's influencing some or or a lot? Like we all think it is. Uh, as far as like the players I didn't host it, uh, and I had situations to like okay, you know you know how you feeling about us, and then boom they throw out this okay this person said they're gonna give me that. Uh, this person told me that, so I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, then I get to, I don't know what to tell him, but like, you're going to get developed the way you're going to want to get developed and go to the league. I mean, which should be the number one thing anyway, mm-hmm. but as far as when that conversation goes, I just try to uh, sell us with other things. Even though I tell him like, yeah, you're going to get here. If you're going to be the player you're going to be, then you're going to get taken care of regardless. So I try to throw that in. And then they got some players that be like, you know, you know, nobody offered me anything. But, you know, Michigan really believed in me, so, you know, I'm going to go here anyway, so. All right, so let's let's get back to you, mm-hmm. back to Amarion Walker. So I talked about you, your initial recruitment. First it was you were committed to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Then it was like recruiting picked back up. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone in the South, Bama, LSU, yeah. all of them, and then Michigan, and mm-hmm. you choose Michigan. You come to Michigan. And after your first year, you get recruited all over again. I'm talking about past the portal. You've decided to stay. Yeah. And you get recruited on your own team, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on your own team right? Uh-huh. So you play up for Coach Bell at receiver. At mm-hmm. some point, someone on the team said, you should flip to the other side yeah. and play corner. Mm-hmm. Take me through that. So, uh, like you said, I started off with Coach Bell. You know, even from, you know, the past year, 
Yeah, like it was almost split down the middle. So we got offense guys telling me like, yeah, you can win the Blitzen Coffin Award. Like even JJ, he told me like, yeah, I believe you can be the best receiver in college football if you just stick with me. Then they got people on the defensive side saying like, yeah, you missing out on money. You can you know break the bank. So I'm like, uh, it's just head going both ways. Me and my pops talk about it a lot. And then I think towards last year, my dad really wanted me to be a receiver. It's kind of like because he knew it was like kind of my first true love type thing. Then um, even though DB was the first position I've ever played in football, so but it was kind of a true love thing. We got towards the end of the season, and then this conversation kind of get brought up a little bit more, and kind of start like okay, we're gonna give DB a real shot or at least think about it. And then as that goes, we're still trying to make a decision, whatever. I have conversations with both coaches. Both of them say I can, you know, thrive in either position. Then I end up like, you know, what, I'm gonna talk to Coach Harvey. So I make a meeting with him, and he kind of like lays it down that I can either, you know, mainly go offense and, you know, be all American, or he thinks I can go on defense and also be an all American, or he thinks I can play both. But he said, with as a condition of playing both, he would want me to primary on defense, and then like, you know, have special plays to where like, okay, when they pick me in, then. I know what I'm doing, like, there. So I kind of thought it over, and obviously I decided to take the defensive route. How tough was it for you to leave Coach Bell? It was really tough. Yeah, he gave me some stuff about it, too. (laughs) I felt bad. Yeah, I I, I felt bad for, like, a whole, like, good good week and a half, you know, constantly. Like, I walked past him in the facility, like, oh. (laughs) But, uh... It kind of wore him backed up. You know, it's kind of like a little competition. You know, I tell him I'm going to lock his receivers up today, and then he kind of tells me, like, how they going to go on top of my head. So it, 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 we made it kind of fun so far. Uh, but, yeah. So it feels like, you know, look, I, you're a unique blend of mm-hmm. size, speed, quickness mm-hmm. at receiver, too, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. there are a lot of six four receivers. Yeah. A lot of them, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it can't move like you or jump like you, all of them, but a lot of 6'4 six, six guys. Yeah. You could probably count on one hand the number of 6'4 corners. True, yeah. So the the money part of it, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the long money, not, yeah. not right uh, now, the NFL money part mm-hmm. of it, where you see guys like Jalen Ramsey, who could have been a receiver. He's yeah. a corner. You look this past season, the guy I compare you to is Tariq Woolen. Yeah. You know, he goes mm-hmm. to UTSA as a receiver – and he, you know, he's a 6'4", 170-pound yeah. guy, can run like the wind. Yeah, he can. But he makes the, he makes the transition his redshirt rest, sophomore year. Yeah. And then last year he's drafted in NFL in the fifth round. Yeah, for right? but, years. Yeah, yeah but yeah. He, he goes and he is like the defense, you know. Player of the year, yeah. All rookie. He goes crazy, yeah. At 6'4", 210 <laughs> uh-huh. pounds, ran at 4'2", 740. Uh-huh. That's, it seems like that's you. Yeah. And so did you kind of think about that? You know, let's set aside that you can really be an All-American, a DB at Michigan. is a mm-hmm. clearer path to playing time. Did you think about the implications? Yeah. Pro, so, you know, pro-wise. That was a big factor. So, uh, like, a lot of family members and, you know, even coaches, old coaches I talked to, they talked about, like, the rarity, as you, like, you explained, in the position. So, like you said, there's a lot of 6'4 guys, not many 6'4 corners, especially that can move the way that I move. So they was thinking, like, uh, as far as, yeah, I think you could be a great receiver, but I think you can be, like, you know, 
you know, Hall of Fame cornerback. Mm-hmm. So just having that in, my, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, like, you know what, I'm going to shoot for the stars. I'm going to go for everything. So I kind of made that transi- transition mostly on that factor of knowing, you know, I can be great in this, but I can be, you know, even more great in the other. So mm-hmm. I kind of worked that right. Yeah, so I, when I first heard about the likelihood of the move, mm-hmm. I thought immediately he's going to start. Yeah. And, and the reason why I thought that is like, there's no way they move this dude from receiver. For nothing. Well, yeah. he could be a receiver yeah. to go be a backup. Now, you still yeah. got to do your part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they didn't move you to sit, right? Yeah, but you uh-huh. you got to go back that up. Mm-hmm. Know that you can run. Know that you can change direction and cover. Mm-hmm. Really, really smart guy. I know you're going to pick up the yeah. defense. Oh, yeah. Here's what I don't know about you. Will you hit? Oh, yeah. Can you tackle? <laughs> Do you, will you stick your nose in there? Yeah. What about the physical uh, part of it? Tackling is a mentality. So, you can, I feel like you can be, you know, 160 pounds or you can be, you know, 240. It's, it's definitely a mentality. It's also an art. You can learn how to do it, but it's a mentality. You go in there with, like, you know, knowing I'm finna bring it. Mm, and it's all going to play out for itself. So, and that's what I feel like I thrive in a lot. You know, confidence and uh, knowing I'm, I'm better than who's standing in front of me. And, you know, being able to execute with that same type of confidence. And, you know, when I do got to come down and make a tackle, I'm going to make sure you feel me. So for the <laughs> next play, you don't run at me. All right, so we're yeah. going to put you to the test. Now, I know that you can tell me a big play you made in coverage. And Let's start there. Mm-hmm. Give me, take me through a big play in coverage that you made in practice. Uh, and I'm talking about uh, whether it be last year or I'm really focused on this spring, one that really sticks out in your mind. Like, man, I, I know that that was an impressive play. Uh, well, the last or the last two practices I've had two interceptions. So I've been doing pretty well uh, as far as trying to be like a ball hog takeaway guy too. So probably either one of those plays from the last two practices. So give me the specifics of the plays. Like what, what happened? Who were you covering? How did you get the, the INTs? Uh, I think two practices ago, um, I was holding CJ, and I had him in the boundary, and I'm I'm thinking like before the play even starts, you know what is the some of the possibilities of the routes he's gonna run? Not too many, so I'm thinking first thing that comes to my head is like, okay, he's gonna run a fade on me. I'm in the boundary on one on one. It's solo, and I know JJ's gonna try me. So as that play heads off, um, I'm playing outside leverage. Um, he gives me something to the inside. I'm knowing he comes back out because if he was going to go to the inside, he was going to dive straight inside. So I kind of sit on it. He ends up coming back out. I play the route and then kind of like just get on top and turn around and the ball is right there. So it almost hit me in the helmet. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. How much of, how much of it is – you know the offense. Mm-hmm. How much of it is you know the receiver? You just practice with the dude the whole That's a lot. year. So yeah. how much of, mm-hmm. of the tendencies and the knowledge of the playbook yeah. is kind of assisting you mm-hmm. as you as you're practicing right now? I say what helps me the most is I mean I know our receivers, but I feel like I haven't studied them enough to know you know some of their natural tendencies or what they do a lot. I kind of like bank more on what possibility of what they could be running in that type of moment or at certain points of the field or just like trying to just take away things to where, okay, I know he's not running that, so I'm going to play this way. So if he does come out here, okay, that's great that I already got myself in a good position, but if you do, I'm able to, you know, get back to that too. So I try to bank that more of like eliminating and 
down to like a small list mm-hmm. to be able to guess what he's doing. Kind of. That was the question that I had about mm-hmm. Mikey when mm-hmm. Mikey had the transition because mm-hmm. you know I got to give Clint a whole lot of credit because I remember uh, talking to Clint. great coach, great coach. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. talking to Clint last spring, right? And, and you know, quiet as kept. I think Clint was trying to get you last spring, right? He was, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. he, but he got Mikey. Yep, and Mikey killed it. Yeah, in did. practice, he, he, he was, yep. and so coming out of practice, players like mm-hmm. yourself, to all the coaches, like man, this dude is gonna be. We aren't gonna fall off at nickel. I'm like, come on, man, he's coming off a of Dax. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear it, right? Yeah. But he gets in the season, yeah, and he's really that guy. Yeah, he's he's really a, a standout mm-hmm. player. My question wasn't about IQ uh, mm-hmm. or that he's a playmaker because he was making plays yeah, on offense. offense. Yeah. I just wonder how much of what he's doing is because he knows the scheme. He knows oh. the. The it's, plays, he knows the receivers. Clearly that wasn't it because he went out and did it against all the other teams yeah. too. It's 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 almost everything. He's a bookworm. He definitely knows the playbook inside out. Um, like I said, knowing those tendencies of what they may be running helps him out a lot. Also has a mentality too. So like he's, he's burning it as well. You got to have it on defense. Uh, but I, I say that is a big reason why he did so well last year. Of just you know coming from the offense side. Have you picked his brain? Is that a guy who you because he made the transition successfully? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you talk to him all the time? I say between Mikey and Will, you know, when I fully, you know, grasp everything about a DB as far as like you know learning from them too, it's gonna be bad. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as far as like if I can just keep leaking in from them and you know just able to take everything openly, you know, and getting them tips from Mikey, you know, and how he plays and how Will plays and, you know, creating my own tips, you know, finding out what works best for me, yeah, it's going to be scary. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so you gave me a big play you made uh-huh. in coverage. Are you you guys in pads, right? Yeah. You made a tackle yet? Yeah. yeah so I haven't so made give, a give, now I want, I want. I don't want to just, yeah. you brought somebody <laughs> down. Yeah. Give me somebody who you hit. And I don't think, understand, this is on camera, uh, so they gonna know you said it. Yeah, I don't give me I, someone you hit. I haven't booned anybody yet. Okay, no, nothing crazy like that. Yeah, but I definitely I'm looking forward to that, getting opportunities. But uh, as far as like tackling, yeah, when I get to them, it's, it's mostly like a okay, yeah, I'm here, and then it's a pile, or I get there. I haven't really had like a one-on-one situation yet to be able to do that. I don't think. But when I do get that situation, then. well, I will say this: uh, I'm messing with you a little bit because mm-hmm. I know that you have that mentality. Because I remember the first game of yours that I came to. I think I came to like three, mm-hmm. and that exhibition, man, it was because you you had run by a couple of DBs, mm-hmm. and then you caught a you caught a pass in practice, and a dude. I mean, he it was a personal foul. Oh yeah, it was so a it was, turned around. Yeah, I that one. <laughs> yeah, it was a personal foul, man. It was definitely it. Mm. It would have been targeted if it was college, right? Mm. And you got right up. Yeah, and I was like, man, there's no way he's gonna stay. The hit was that hard. Yeah. I was like, there's no way he's gonna stay in this game. Yeah, and you stay. If you can stay in the game through that, I was like, okay, this this yeah, year, this dude. Is tough. You're yeah. so you I, remember it. Though. I definitely remember that. Yeah, I had ran like a. It might have been a whole shot. Yeah, I think I had like a whole shot fade. They threw the whole shot, and then as soon as I caught it, it was like, boom. Yeah, I definitely remember that one. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm low-key still kind of like, why you hit me this to this day? Yeah. <laughs> and it was an exhibition too, yeah, right? Yeah, like, what right. you doing, was, Yeah. Like, what we doing? Oh, but I think they was they were in their feelings a little bit because, like I said, our – Arch came out and threw a bomb, and then from that point yeah. on, he didn't do anything yeah. in that mm-hmm. game. So, 
You know, they might have been in their feelings a little bit. All right, so we just watched DJ Turner run a four two six. Yep. In the combine, mm-hmm. now, we sat here and Will Johnson. This is a year ago. This mm-hmm. is before. This is when you were still one fifty seven. Mm-hmm. And he said, "This dude to go kill the combine right now. He'll be the best athlete in the combine right now." Mm-hmm. So if you were that last year, that means with a year of Coach Hurd, what we just saw DJ do, uh, yeah. Amari can do. Mari can do that. I mean, if you're in a foot race I'm with going, DJ Turner. I'm going after that. How's that? How is that working out? I'm going after that. Did you ever race DJ while he was here? I think me and DJ ran a few times. DJ was the, probably the fastest person on the team last year. I probably gave myself two from last year. But, uh... As, like I said, I was only a freshman then. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm knowing, like, yeah, if I'm running with the best, and he just ran 4-2. So, I'm like, if I'm running with the best, then, yeah, by the time I do leave, it's going to be right. So, but as far as, like, you say combine, as what me and Herb are working towards, I'm definitely trying to be, like, at least top 10 all the time in everything I compete in. So, like I said, I ran the 6, 1 in the 3 cone the other day. I'm trying to be the best in that when I go. Uh, as far as 40, I definitely want to be 4-2. Um, broad jump, it's going to be over 40. And probably like the 44. Well, I jumped 43 last year. 43 last 43 year? Last as a freshman? Year, as a freshman, yeah. So I'm trying to like, you know, add a couple inches on that. Shoulder's pretty good. I've been running like 3.9, 3.8 range. Uh, Got to get that down if I want to be tough. These, these yeah. numbers are all yeah. like elite NFL combine numbers yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Forget college. Like, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you could be in the combine right now. Yep. And those numbers would be at the top or near the top. But you got some things to do mm-hmm. on the field first. True. We, we yep. get it. So mm-hmm. you talked about the last couple of practices mm-hmm. you, you have. How have you guys as a defense been doing? I know Will's not playing. You got some guys out. Mm-hmm. How do you guys as a defense, how have you been doing? And what has been the toughest part this spring of your transition to corner? Because it's not – it's not yeah. you making plays every snap, I know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what's been the tough part of it? Uh, I would say, well, to answer your first question, as a defense, I feel like, you know, we becoming more of a tightening defense every day. Um, like I said, Will's out, so uh, me and some of the other corners are, like, you know, trying to be able to, you know, lock that other position down and, you know, being the staple while Will's not here. Because somebody got to take that role, so I'm like, shit, I'm going to take it. Um but just between that and having Mikey trying to lead and, you know, pitting everybody, you know, in the right position to succeed, I feel like we we get better every day. And um, it's, it's just a work in progress. And as spring prices go up, you know, the better it will be. Um, as far as difficulties for me, I'll say from playing receiver a couple years straight, I still got receiver tendencies. So some of the uh, things to where, like, okay, I'm used to – as a receiver, boom, I make a move. I need to know where the ball is at. So a lot of times I'm like, okay, I guarded him. I didn't look at the route. Okay, now I'm looking at the quarterback. Okay, and they may be probably trying to – they went to scrambling. He didn't run the other way, and I'm looking at the quarterback. So like, it's just as far as, like, tuning in, you know, eliminating some of those tendencies I had on offense and, you know, perfecting the technique that I'm trying to learn right now as far as, like, not relying. Because a lot of things I do, okay, yeah, I won that rep, but I won it off. Okay, I won it off athleticism. Mm-hmm. Okay, he did that, but okay, I, I end up getting back in position because I'm this fast. Or I end up jumping his route just because, okay, I'm just that more athletic than him. But as far as like when I'm able to tune in, 
the technique first and then add, add the athleticism, then that's when I think everything's going to really get the clicking for me. So how much of the playbook, because you, you said you only had a fraction of it last year, obviously, mm-hmm. defensive playbook. Yeah. Where are you as far as you feel like you know the whole playbook? You yeah. feel like you're 80%? Where would you feel like you well, feel like we that? haven't really uh, put in the whole playbook as far as what we pin in now. I feel like I got a, a real good grasp of it, even more than what I had last year. So I feel like what I got in now, okay, I'm slowly trying to learn these things and then make sure I, I never mess it up again because that's, that's a big thing with our coaches as far as, like, okay, we got to be able to trust you out there because, you know, on offense, you can you can mess a play up. You just ran the wrong route. Defense, that's a touchdown. Right. Yeah, right. so as far as, like, I'm trying to, okay, I learned this one coverage at one, but I'm, I'm going to put everything into these into this one coverage at a time to make sure, okay, when they call that, boom, it's second nature to where, like, I'm trying to learn multiple things at a time. So as far as, like, time-wise, we've been putting them in in a good time frame to allow me to be able to get in there with Clink all the time, come in the morning before class or, like, you know, re-go everything or just ask him when he got time to hit the field, you know, really walk through it because I'm, I'm a visual learner and I, I, I listen to it too, but like, I really need to be doing it out there to, you know, correctly learn it the right way out of it. I don't want to learn it, so... As far as the playbook, I feel like what we got in now, I'm learning pretty well. It's still got things that gonna put in, so I see how that goes. But as far as now, I think I'm doing really good. All right, so mm-hmm. we're winding down. Mm-hmm. You talked about you and Coach Herb have goals for you mm-hmm. uh, as far as the training room is concerned. He's already accomplished a lot with you weight wise. What are you up to? Where are you checking in now? Like 180, 189, 188, 189. So what's your goal weight for the season? Uh, he, I think he wants me at like the. 193 range, yeah, 192. He kind of wants me to be able to, you know, put on what I put on and still be able to move to the highest of my ability that I am now. Mm. So he don't want it to be too much, too little. He all about finding a happy medium. And I guess we'll figure that out as I put on and, and I go through the training, you know, summer cycle in in that area, in the fall cycle. We'll figure it out. But uh, he does a really good job at, at being able to, you know, tap in with, the strength and weight wise as far as being able to move to the best your ability, mm-hmm. your ability so. so you mm-hmm. said defense is a mentality I mm-hmm. mean receivers have a mentality too yeah you, mm-hmm. you kind of buck that trend like a lot of receivers chirp a lot mm-hmm. you don't seem to talk a lot at least at least from the outside I don't know if you really do on the, on the field or not uh-huh. yeah but I, I, it sounds like from a talking perspective now that you're on defense especially from a leadership mm-hmm. uh, perspective you're kind of taking that out of you sense yourself kind of being more vocal on, on defense or do we are, is that just a, mis- a misconception no, that you don't talk no, about 100% uh as offense you know I talk some but uh to me offense was like more finessing like okay I didn't finesse my way out a lot of things yeah I talk when I catch the ball or uh, there defense is like yeah I'm chirping at him whenever I get a chance yeah <laughs> so like I'm here I'm chirping at you the whole play I, I break it up you got to hear me you know, I pick it off, you definitely going to hear me. The quarterback going to hear me. So it's like, it's just, I feel like defense brought out another part of me that, you know, I always didn't display. But when I touch the field, it's like, boom, mask on. It's a whole different mark at that point. So, and it's, it's really how I got to be on that side of the ball, to me at least. That's when I play the best, too. So Yeah, so you talked about how scary it could be. I mean, Will just came. Mm. And basically, he's a preseason All-American yeah. based on how he put it down last year. Right. I'm curious what you what you took from from him because what I noticed about him he's he studies tape like a veteran. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you notice that as a player? And are, are there any 
any of the things that he did to make himself successful that you've adopted? Oh, yeah. I mean, as far as tape-wise, you know, if you don't watch any tape, then you ain't trying to be, you know, great. So uh, he does watch a lot of tape. Uh, I try to watch as much tape as I can as far as, like, um, you know, who you're going against or, you know, just things you can pick up because, you know, you don't know it all. And the greats get something from another great, you know, before. Like, at one point, you know, Michael Jordan didn't make all his all his movies. He got it from somebody. So I, I feel like... Uh, Watching tape is a great asset that you can use. Everybody should do it all the time as much as you can. Uh, it's only uh, another tool that can make you better. All right, so mm-hmm. be the scout for me mm-hmm. in practice. You gave us an idea how you look. Who who do you look at in practice so far? And don't say everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't say everyone's looking good. I know everyone is having a good spring, right? Yeah. But who do you look at and you say, man, you know, because that's what they were saying about you. Like, this dude, Mario, he's mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Who do you look at and say, man, that dude. He really showing something this spring. I'd probably say Mikey. You know, just, okay, like, yeah, he's really that leader that everybody think he is. Uh, he's here every time I need him. Yeah, I call him. Uh, what do you think about this? Da, da, da. You know, he's on there with the spot with it. So I feel like it's really Mikey. He really took on that leadership role of, you know, being who he's supposed to be and also, like, not just being the guy that say, do this, do this, do this, and he not doing it. Mm. So he's kind of backing up with doing it showing it how it needs to be done, you know, displaying it for, you know, even the young guys and having them, you know, get on his wing if you need to. You know, just being that guy you can come to, uh, open, friendly, performs well. Uh, just great, great guy. That's what about on well. offense? Receivers look pretty uh, all good. I'd say CJ's coming back on a great year. He's going to do very well. Uh, Tyler and Darius is going to be really good. Uh, they're going to do really well. Um, how JJ look? good as always so yeah he's he's out there throwing the ball around and like I said um, my hardest play is when you know JJ's in so I gotta really be on my stuff he's fitting in tight holes I can't let the receiver get nothing though. he's just gonna squeeze it in there so mm-hmm. as far as yeah he's clicking on all cylinders mm-hmm. so let's close this out talking about your support system mm-hmm. right you know part of you staying here the people at home you make that decision but I'm sure your your family is like that's where you need to be, Mari. So what about that part of you know your success, the support you get from your family? Shout them out a bit. Oh yeah, uh, between my parents and uh, my little sisters, uh, my uncle, uh, my auntie, and you know just that tight knit group. You know, I get calls and texts from them on the daily. You know, letting me know that uh, you know. Just be the best version of you today. Always push me to be greater than what I'm supposed to do. Well, always push me to be greater to what I'm supposed to be. Um, you know, making sure I'm doing what's right. Uh, not only being, you know, a great football player, being a great student, uh, great friends to my friends. Uh, just being that, that person that uh, people want to come around, being bright, vibrant, uh, trying to help people out when I can. Uh, just. Also, just being a, a great young man rather than just being a, a great football player. And, and, it, and it really helps me out. It kind of takes, like, the weight off my back of just, like, okay, football, football, football. Uh, you know, this is you, this is you. Nah, you you more than that. So it really let me know that, you know, on an everyday basis. And I really truly thank them a lot. Thanks, Mom and Dad. So. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. well, so I got to ask a question about Rob Walker. Mm-hmm. Now, he, Rob said he really can cook. Is that oh, true? Yeah. Uh, the best. He's the best. All right, so now a specific dish <laughs> that I've asked him about is Cajun clam chowder. Okay. Like, I'm not a clam chowder guy. Yeah. 
but I love Cajun clam chowder. And yeah. he said he can make a mean Cajun clam chowder. So I yeah. want to know, is that legit? Yeah, it's legit. I mean, <laughs> everything he pits together, like, you can tell, like, he truly, you know, pits, you know, soul into the food. Or, like, yeah, he just don't make it. He kind of make it with a purpose. He want everybody to be like, yeah, that's this was very, very good. So between, you know, him and my grandma and my mom, they, they make a surplus amount of dishes to where, you know, my grandma, she has the gumbo uh, and the crawfish. Okay. So I when's see- your birthday, man? My birthday? When's your birthday? It's October 7th. October 7th. Yeah. So they probably come up for your birthday maybe, right? Yeah. So yeah. how about, you know, a little, Actually, a little spread for to your be birthday? Honest, yeah, we're getting, we're low-key getting that together. Okay. Uh, as far as like... I'm looking for the invite. The, uh, <laughs> the beginning of the year, uh, when it's kind of like warm, they're trying to throw like some uh, crawfish balls. Okay. Like, with a little tense. Never been to one of those. That's I'm expecting my invite to really that too. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying to set that up. Um... But they definitely want to be, you know, the Cajun stop shot this year. So I'm pretty excited about that. Hopefully okay. they got something after the games. Yeah, that makes still. you real yeah. with your teammates yeah. too. Uh, so. yeah. Well, Amarion, hey, man, it's been a joy and a pleasure mm-hmm. uh, to watch your journey mm-hmm. and to realize we just did it at the beginning. Yeah. Like what it is is not even what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that is very, very exciting. So good luck to you this season, and thanks for dropping by. Thank you. All right, folks. That'll do it for another edition of Behind the Uniform. You can always check us out over on the YouTube page, over on our Facebook page. Of course, if you like this, be sure to subscribe to the channel, like the videos, and you can also find us over on the MichiganInsider.com. Of course, $1 gets you in your first month. And after you've been in a month and you become a full-paying member, you also get that access to Paramount Plus, too, so don't miss out. That'll do it for the latest edition of Behind the Uniform.